Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the great season of Advent, and it is a season of waiting. And there's a great spiritual element attached to it of just waiting. Now, we hear that first and foremost in the first reading. Jeremiah is addressing this. The Israelites have waited and waited for a Messiah. In fact, they've waited for centuries for a Messiah to establish Israel to the dynasty that it once knew under King David. Now, Jeremiah is addressing the Israelites while they're in captivity. The stump that he refers to is basically the dynasty that began with David has ended with the fall of Jerusalem. The Babylonians have sacked Jerusalem. They've taken the Israelites away to live as slaves in present-day Iraq. And so, just like a tree is cut down and what is left is a stump, the former life of that tree, So, Jeremiah is looking at the Israelite nation and declares that they are like a stump, the former life of what they used to be. And yet, here's his message of hope. He says, a shoot shall blossom from that stump and grow. And that shoot now begins the new dynasty, a permanent and lasting dynasty in which we will have a king. The king will be Jesus Christ and he will reign forever. And so, Jeremiah is really preaching a message of hope to a people that know nothing but hopelessness as they live as slaves to the Babylonians. Now, what Jeremiah is also doing is he's encouraging the Israelites to wait. The Messiah will come, but it's not going to come right away. They have to wait. Wait for themselves to be reconciled back to God. Now, this is a very familiar theme throughout the Bible. If you look throughout sacred scripture, whether it's New Testament or Old Testament, you hear stories of people waiting, waiting for their prayers to be answered, waiting to go into mission or ministry, waiting to receive a gift from God. I'll give you some examples. Abraham. God establishes a covenant with Abraham, and he promises Abraham to be the father of many nations. In fact, He tells Abraham that his descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. Now, does it happen right away? No. Abraham has to wait years and years and years. Self-doubt probably creeps in. He may be ridiculed by friends, maybe even family. But nonetheless, he has to wait. And eventually, that promise is fulfilled. How about Joseph in the Old Testament? You know, He receives this dream as a little boy of his older brothers bowing down towards him, such that he has this great position of power. Now, does this happen right away? Is this dream fulfilled for Joseph at an early age? No, he has to wait. We all know the story of Joseph. His older brothers are very resentful of him. In fact, such a degree that they sell him into slavery. Joseph winds up into Egypt, living as a slave. 
He's accused of a crime he never committed and is thrown into an Egyptian prison. And he spends seven years there before the Pharaoh releases him. And yet that was a period for him to wait. To wait so that he is properly prepared to receive the gift that God has given him. And so too with Advent. It is a season which we wait. And yet that's not easy for us. We as Americans pride ourselves as being a people on the go. You know, each day we have a list of things we want to accomplish. If we do all those things, then we feel a, a sense of fulfillment. But if we don't do them all, we feel, you know, depressed, maybe frustrated. We are a people that pride ourselves for being on the go. You know, now more than ever, during this Christmas season, we hate to wait. We hate to wait in lines, in the shopping malls, in the stores. My pet peeve is I hate to wait in my doctor's office. I make an appointment just like everybody else does at a certain time. I always show up five or ten minutes before the appointment, and the nurse escorts me into the examining room. And then I wait. I wait 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Finally, my doctor walks through the door. And then he can't realize or wonder why my blood pressure is rocketing through the roof. Jeez, doctor, I don't know why. My blood pressure was fine just 45 minutes ago. And so we wait, but we don't like to wait. Now, a good byproduct of just how our culture has adopted to this sense is the drive through window. I would bet you about 40 years ago, there were very few drive through windows. And yet now there are so many. You know, you go to pharmacies, you go to McDonald's, you go to banks, they all have drive through windows. You can drive through, pick up your food, pick up your laundry, do your banking, even pick up your laundry and not get out of your car and just go to the next stop. We Americans pride ourselves for doing that. And yet Advent is a season which we have to stop, slow down. We have to realize that there is that spiritual component associated with it. Now, the first thing we have to understand is our sense of time is grossly different from God's sense of time. God is a God of the universe. He transcends space and time. For us, we mark time by days and weeks, months and years. But all those things are, can be an instant for God. You know, what may appear in eternity for us may be a blink of an eye for God. You know, the psalmist says it the best, Lord, a thousand years are like a day to you. And so then it begs the question, why? Why does God make us wait? Well, what I think we have to do is turn to our spiritual fathers, Bonaventure. He says God makes us wait during Advent to make sure we're on the right path. If we're on the wrong path, the path that leads away from God, the worst thing that we can do is go down that path quickly. We have to recognize whether or not we are on the right path. If we're on the right path, regardless how quickly we go down that path, we're always going to reach our destination, whether it's home, work, or God himself. But if we're on the wrong path, the worst thing we can do is go quickly down it because we're going to get lost even more. You know, there's that time-honored joke the pilot. He makes an announcement halfway through the flight to the people. He gets on the intercom and he says, I've got some good news and some bad news. The bad news is we are totally lost and I have no idea where we're going. The good news is we've got a very strong tailwind and we're making great time. Well, who cares if you're lost? 
And so now is the time to stop, to reassess our life, slow down, and make sure we're on the right path. And if we're not, to get on the right path that leads to God. We turn to St. Augustine. He says the reason why God makes us wait to answer our prayers so that our hearts are prepared to receive what God intends to give us in that answered prayer. And so we pray. We pray. We pray for days and weeks and months, even years. What is God doing during that time? Well, he takes our heart and he stretches it and he pulls it so that at the appointed time, our heart has then expanded effectively enough to completely receive all the grace and all the blessings of that answered prayer. Well, I think that's perfect of an answer. You know, if we were to receive our prayers, if they were answered immediately, all the time, well, first of all, we would take them for granted. And most importantly, if our prayers were answered immediately all the time, then we wouldn't effectively receive all the grace and all the blessings that come with that answered prayer. I'll give you a great example. Turn back to Joseph in the Old Testament. He received that dream of his older brothers bowing down to him in a position of great power at a young age. And yet, if he were to receive that great gift at that age, he would have misused that power. Why? Because as a boy, Joseph was a self-absorbed, arrogant kid. That's why his older brothers really resented him. So what did Joseph need? He needed a period of discipline. He needed a period of waiting, a period of preparation, so that God could stretch and pull his heart, so that at a point in time, it was expanded enough to effectively receive all the blessings and all the grace of that answered prayer. And Joseph did just that. After a while, at an appointed time, God blessed him with a great gift, and he used that gift for God's intended purpose, not his own. Give you another great example, St. Paul. We all know about his story, his conversion on the road to Damascus, and yet after that conversion, he did not immediately begin to evangelize as a, an apostle. No. If you turn to Galatians chapter 1, verse 17, Paul specifically writes, he fled into the Arabian desert, and only after three years did he make his way back to Jerusalem to confer with Peter and the apostles. Paul needed a period of preparation, a period of time for waiting. In the Arabian desert, he waited, and he waited with God. And at the appointed time, his heart had expanded effectively enough to receive all the grace and all the blessings of the gift of apostleship. Well, so too do we. And that's what Advent does for us. And so you say to yourself, okay, I can wait, but I need help. I'll give you two ways. One way is just simply spend time before the Blessed Sacrament in adoration. At our two parishes, we have adoration on Mondays and Wednesdays. Sit before the Lord. Spend time with the Lord in adoration. What are you doing? Well, you're sitting. You're praying. But you're not going anywhere. You're praying. More importantly, you're keeping watch with the Lord, just like the shepherds did before the angels announced the birth of Jesus Christ. Another way, perform Advent devotions. You know, in our parishes, we have devotions, different devotions for each specific week in Advent. Well, we perform those devotions 
There are different scripture passages, different activities. Well, we do those things as a means of waiting, waiting. And during this entire time, the season of Advent, what is God doing? He's pulling and he's stretching our hearts so that the appointed time at Christmas, now our hearts have effectively expanded enough to receive all the grace and all the blessings of celebrating the birth of our Savior. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.